Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm Ross Chevalier. This episode is a follow-on to the last episode, 104, so this would be 105. And in 104, I talked about the use of IR, or impulse response pedals, and I want to spend a bit of time specifically on the subject of amp and cabinet simulations, but this time in your digital audio workstation, your recording software. I recently did a review of the Squire Bass 6. The article has been live for a bit, and if you've not read it, please do. It's a really eye-opening instrument, enormous fun. And in these days of excessive label taxes for questionable value, that instrument is an incredible bargain. I was chatting with a couple of folks who were impressed by the sound, and that I had recorded samples with so many different bass amplifiers. I find it interesting to watch their faces when I tell them that all of the amps and cabinets used in the review are simulations in the DAW. Some just don't react at all. Some look surprised, and for some, what was impressive immediately becomes less impressive when they discover that the amp was not what they would call a real amp. If it wasn't so stupid, it'd be funny. Let's think about this in some detail. Have you ever played an amp cabinet, either separates or combos, in a store, or at a friend's home, or in the rehearsal space, or in a studio, and then played the same configuration at home, or in any different location? If you have, you know that physical location can change the sound of an amp and cabinet massively. If you've ever done a sound check in a bar, club, or theater, and then listen to the same configuration when the place is filled with people who are having fun, chatting, tapping feet, drumming knees, maybe dancing, and perhaps having a drink and clattering glassware, you already know that there's absolutely no comparison between the sound during the sound check and the sound in real presentation. A change in venue brings about massive change in the auditory experience. Amp and cabinet simulations, if done well, accurately reproduce the sound of the amp, the sound of the speaker being mic'd, and the response of the microphone in use. They also take on the character of the preamp used in recording, as well as any processing done to make the simulation. The primary goals of these tools is to replicate that specific sound for use over and over something that you actually can't do with a live amp and cabinet in different locations and with different recording gear. I hear regularly that people say that they can hear a difference in capacitors or batteries. Perhaps, although the physics therein makes this highly improbable. Many drummers will put a pillow or blanket in the bass drum, which makes it sound and respond differently from a bass drum that does not have a pillow or blanket in it. I know of a few professional drummers who put their wallet on the top skin of a snare because they prefer that sound. A snare sample, or a real snare, recorded without that wallet sounds different. Thus, it's illogical and unreasonable to presume that any of us can tell the difference between a real amp and cabinet and a really good simulation 
given the significant other considerations that go into the final auditory experience. Please don't think for an instant that all amp and cab simmers are created equal. I wish it were so, because then my job would be easy, which would be to say, buy the cheapest ones that you can find. But they're not created equal. I own, at last check, six different amp cab sims of the famous, or infamous, Marshall Plexi Model 1959 amplifier. To say that they all sound different, with the same input signal, with no processing, and the same studio monitors, should be a surprise to no one. None of the ones that I own sounded bad, although I did try some that sounded like what dog shit would sound like if it were an amp and cabinet. I didn't buy those. My point is that if you find a simulation that sounds good to you, well, that's a good choice. Will it sound identical to a real one? I've only ever played through one real 1959 Plexi with both an A and a B cabinet. It moves a lot of air. And if I actually turned it up, it could move me. None of my simulations have that effect. However, once recorded and then played back through studio monitors or club PA, whatever differences there were were so marginal that even I could not hear enough of a difference to choose one over another from a sound perspective. Since I haul my own gear, there was a big difference in that regard. I don't own a 1959 or a reissue, but I do own a genuine Marshall Custom Super Lead Mark II head and both an A and a B cab. And while they move a lot of air, they physically don't move anywhere. They're just too big and too heavy. I can take their profiled simulation, thank you Quad Cortex, pretty much anywhere, and no one else is going to tell the difference, and once in the throes of torturing whatever song I am joyfully murdering, neither can I. So, if you have avoided the use of amp and cabinet simulations because some internet yutzel whined about it, ignore said fool. If you not try them because they're not pure, I hate to break it to you, but put six of the same tube amps in a lineup side by side in the same place with the same cabinet and they won't sound identical either. And if you do a real versus sim test while blindfolded, playing back recordings of both, you, in very high probability, will not know which is which either. If you're open to this idea because you would like more options when recording your music, I am comfortable recommending the products from Neural, from Softube, and from Universal Audio. Although, be clear that most of the UA sims are modified Softube sims. Waves tend to stay out of the simulation space. There are others, and of course, and some devices like the Spark family, come with very decent simulations built right in. You have options. Why not give them a try? Thanks for listening and for your support of the channel. I'm Ross Chevalier, and I wish you peace and health.